Hello, my name is Anne Walsh. I'm a lay missionary of the Most Holy Redeemer from St. John's in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. And today is Thursday, April 27th, in the third week of Easter. Our gospel today is taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6, verses 41 to 55. And we begin as we begin all prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the Jews began to complain to Jesus, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone who has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very surely, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread come down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Gospel of the Lord. When I was a very little girl, I loved my Uncle Bill with that kind of child's love that can only see the good in the person who falls under your gaze. To me, this big, burly dairy farmer came close to being godlike. He was unfailingly kind to this little girl who visited often with her grandfather. He answered my questions with patience, and each time I visited, he took me around the farm to see my favorite animals. Those walks were as good as visits to Disneyland for me. One thing that puzzled me about Uncle Bill, one arm was strong, and with it, he could lift me up and swing me onto the back of a cow or over a fence. The other arm, though, was different. He could make it move only a little, and he really only used it to help the good arm. Something told me that I shouldn't ask him about this, but I did ask my mother and my grandfather, and their replies were vague and unsatisfactory to me. Years passed by. During the pandemic, when I was doing some family tree research, I returned to my childhood memories of Uncle Bill. I wondered if perhaps he had been injured in World War I. He would be about the right age, I thought. So I went to search the records of our Royal Newfoundland Regiment, and there he was. I discovered that he had been wounded not once, but twice, at Gallipoli and again at the Battle of the Somme. There, he received the gunshot wound that made him unable to lift his arm. And I saw Uncle Bill through new eyes, adult eyes, eyes filled now with compassion, with gratitude for all he had given, for all he had suffered. Like me and my experience with Uncle Bill, the evangelist John had decades of remembering prayer and reflection when he finally sat down to put his memories of Jesus and the meaning of Jesus together in writing. Decades later, 
and with a lot of living and praying under his belt, he could tell his version of the story of Jesus with Easter eyes. John's account is told from the perspective of someone who has witnessed the resurrection of Jesus, has reflected on the resurrection of Jesus, and knows the power and the hope of the resurrection, not only for the next life, but for the life we're living right now. John knew that the hope of the resurrection was more than mere optimism. By the time he was an old man, sitting down with a quill in his hand, he had seen many live and die for the love of Jesus, for his community, and for Jesus' dream of a world made new. He himself had been exiled for his part in continuing Christ. He knew that the reign of God proclaimed by Jesus was always going to be already and not yet here. You and I, we continue Christ as well. We are called to make Easter real wherever we walk and wherever we have influence. Wherever there is hurt, we are called to bring the bread of kindness. Where there is discord or mistrust, we are called to break the bread of peace and reconciliation. Where there is fear, we are called to share the bread of hope and courage. Where there is division or isolation, you and I are called to feed others with the bread of community. Easter mattered for the evangelist John. It matters for you and me too. It makes a difference to how we live our life. The hope that's brought by Jesus changed everything. The hope that's offered by Jesus changes everything. But it was and is more than an idea. It has eyes and ears, hands and feet and hearts. Hope is practical and you and I, fed by the Eucharist, are that hope for our sisters and brothers, especially those in most need today. I close this short reflection by offering you a prayer that I've been praying during the Easter season, and it's called a prayer for Easter eyes. My Lord Jesus, you have risen to new life. Give me new eyes with which to recognize your presence in the world around me. Sharpen my vision so that I may see beyond the ordinary events in each day and into the extraordinary reality of your grace. Brighten my view of the world with renewed hope in the coming of your reign. Soften my gaze so that I see others with the kind of tenderness and compassion that you showed to so many. May each day of this Easter season be a day on which I can spread your love, compassion, and hope to others. And be your eyes, your ears, your hands, and your feet to those most in need. Lord, give me Easter eyes. And we ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.